This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, July 11th. All right, there was some news announced in the uh, in the area last night. Some high school boys basketball news. Oh, really? Uh, press release broke through last evening, I believe. I don't know the exact time. It doesn't really matter. But the uh, Perham High School Yellow Jackets have officially announced the hiring of their new boys basketball coach. Oh. Okay, remember uh, a, a while ago now, uh, a month ago, maybe longer, uh, it was announced that Dave Cressup would be leaving to become the next uh, head coach at M State Fergus Falls. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's been uh, uh, at Perm, had been at Perm for what was it, 28 years? Yep. So uh, that's a, quite a legacy. Hall of Fame high school basketball coach. And it was going to be a big deal who uh, was hired to replace him and, and fill those shoes. And that was announced last night as uh, Perm has hired. Uh, as their next uh, new basketball coach, Kyle Haberman. Okay. And if you don't recognize that name, that's because you haven't been paying attention to Lake Park Audubon basketball over the last few years. He has been the head coach at Lake Park Audubon and of the Raiders for a while. He was, of course, the the leader of the program that led him to a few state tournaments. Oh, maybe three. Four years ago now, four or five years ago, something like that. Sure. Um, I remember they had that big, like, 6'10 kid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was the head coach on that team. That was a nice basketball team. As a matter of fact, uh, Lake Park Audubon was the team uh, the year before Henning won the state tournament. Okay. The Raiders were the team that knocked out Henning that previous year, like sure, the one sure, year sure. before the Hornets went on their run. So Kyle Haberman is announced as the um, uh, new head boys basketball coach. That's very cool. Uh, he was, uh, if you want to know, this is from uh, uh, the Perm Yellow Jackets press release. So I'm taking it straight from there. Uh, he was named Section 6A Coach of the Year twice. He was back-to-back Section 6A champs in 2016 and 17, so there you go. Um, It was uh, the first trips to the Class A state tournament for the Raider basketball program, and he helmed that team. So congratulations to Coach Haberman. Welcome to the Perm Yellow Jackets. Um, I believe I saw he was also... Uh, maybe in before that in the New York Mills basketball program. I believe I yeah saw a couple people say that he had some ties there. Yes. So that's very cool. Congratulations and uh, and look forward to uh, seeing his Yellow Jackets play over well this upcoming year and and uh, I I don't know I just hope every coach that gets hired wants to do it for the rest of their life and gets the chance to do it for the rest of their life. You know. Yeah, it turns out it's nice to see people uh, get opportunities and succeed. So, way to go, man. Congratulations, and uh, and uh, look forward to watching those Yellow Jackets play. There's your local basketball news on this 11th of July. As uh, we move over to baseball, Corey, the Home Run Derby happened yesterday. Yeah. And uh, did you watch any of it? Uh, I had it on at some point. It was close to the final round. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Who did Guerrero beat in the semifinals? In the semifinals. Uh, oh, he beat the hometown kid in the semifinals. Yeah, he beat Julio Rodriguez, who broke a home run derby record right. with 41. That's a lot of home runs. That's a lot of home runs. I saw Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit in the semifinals, but I had it on mute the entire time because I don't care that much. You don't I want just the wanted to turn it on and see some moon shots. But the thing, and you probably have a highlight or two, but I just want to throw this out there right now, and I'm sure we can go into greater depths in a minute. Um, I don't I don't remember when they changed the format. Maybe this is the first year. Maybe like it's been last, a couple of years. In like five the last years. five years, I think. Um, there's not as much. Uh, it's it's a it's a sprint now. Mm-hmm. Eh, it wasn't as fun. Yeah, that's the the problem that they've run into with the home run derby is because back in the old system when you had 10 outs, basically you had 10 swings, and uh, if those swings didn't result in a home run, uh, they were an out, and that would be how they decide when you were done hitting home runs. And the, they found that it took too long a lot of the time. Uh, so they tried to shorten it up. They did a timed format. They did it in bracket format instead of just the top five advance or whatever the number was. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it, it's made it a little more exciting in different ways. But like you said, it's taken away from the TV viewing aspect because well, it's amazing because they just mash and mash and mash and mash. But there's no like you can't appreciate it. Is that one going to go 500? Is he going to hit that one out of the stadium? Nope, it's just like screaming line drive, which is cool. It's probably awesome to watch in person, mm-hmm. but yeah, like you said, on TV, it's a little like well, and that's just look tired. They shortened it up for TV, and then the side effect of that is they made the TV experience worse uh, because <laughs> uh, they've shortened it up. Like everything, ESPN just did a really bad job yesterday. I thought. Uh, with like the produce, like production wise. Oh, really? Uh, there can't like it always be a guy who'd they have two cameras. This would be like a split screen. One would be on the guy hitting, and one would be on where the ball is going. But because it's timed and they're trying to rapid fire through, it meant that the camera would try to follow a fly ball, but then the guy would already hit another one, and they try to follow that one. But up, oh, that one was a line drive into the kids who are shagging fly balls in center field. So then, like, we got to cut back, and it just was really choppy and un- and unorganized. Somebody made the point of why don't they have the camera just like right behind the guy who's hitting because you can still see him swing and you can see where the ball is going. You know, like it just like a couple different changes. I mean, the announcing is never very good during the home run derby, but it's not, it's also not supposed to like, what yeah. are they supposed to do? Right. Besides you know? Chris Berman going back, 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 back. What else are you really supposed to right. chime in with? No, I think the it's, it's, um, Whatever. I don't. I don't. Part, I don't watch many All Star festivities. Like uh, yeah. again tonight, I'm sure I will turn the game on, but it'll be on mute, and I am definitely going to be involved in something else on my phone while it's while it's on. I'm just if the if one of the twins guys gets in, um, I'll probably pay attention to that. I'm I'm just not. I don't get in that involved or that invested in any of the All Star game festivities, but. I do appreciate some of the spectacle of it, mm-hmm. and the home run derby was the spectacleiest of the spectacles. Mm-hmm. Right, it's the slam dunk contest uh, uh, for Major League Baseball. So yep. I like the oh my gosh, that one was just hit five hundred and sixteen feet, 
and everybody watches it and the guy pimps it and it's like you know it's just a monster it's just a monster shot that everybody goes one of the cool things i always thought about the home run derby is you as a fan could go sit 520 feet away uh-huh. And you're like, I might get a home run ball here. Right. That's really neat. I always thought about that as as uh, like an attendee. That was not the case in this home run derby. You better have been uh, within 430 feet of, because they were just hitting, at, you know, the round and a half that I watched. They were just, these were screamers leaving the ballpark, which is impressive um, in person, but not that fun to watch on TV. No, it's also not fun to watch the ball kids who, again, are shagging fly balls in the outfield. I think two of them got plunked in the head yesterday because yeah. they w- weren't paying attention or they just didn't make Well, it was coming at them so fast, too. You can, like, I don't know how old some of these kids are. Some of them, they're not, like, seven-year-old kids. They're, like, maybe, it looks like they're kind of in that 13 to 17-year-old right. range. But if you are chasing after a ball and think you got it and then you realize you don't got it and turn around and Vlad Guerrero Jr. or Pete Alonzo has hit a missile eight feet off the ground coming your way, it's too late for you. You're well, already dead. And that's the thing is they're trying to rapid-fire hit the ball. Schrodinger's ball boy. <laughs> Because there was a video yesterday of, uh, of I think it was Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit a line drive, and the kid went to catch it, and it just did not track the ball right because it missed and just hit him in the face. Yeah. That's not Those good. Are, that is a kid who most recently just caught a junior high school fly ball mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now is trying to shag Pete Alonzo. Who just hit a 110-mile-an-hour ball off the bat. Right, exactly. Pete Alonzo, by the way, did hit it. I uh, hit a kid in the face, and the camera cut from them helping that kid off the field to Pete Alonzo dancing in the batter's <laughs> box to whatever music was. <laughs> they tried to do some stuff yesterday. Whoops. ESPN did, and uh, there was one where they had JD Martinez as like a play. He was just on the field. He had an earpiece in and a microphone. But he couldn't really hear because every single time the announcer would be like, hey, J.D., go ask Mookie Betts this. He'd be like, what? Ask Mookie Betts this. Huh? Nice. Huh? Uh, uh, they want me to ask you about this. Yeah. I, I I don't know. <laughs> like, I, they had uh, uh, Bo Bichette on doing yep. that also. And um, I did have that part of it. Oh, I, should, I had it muted, but I had just turned it on. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I think I think Vlad had called timeout because you can call time. You get two minutes to hit home runs, but you can call a timeout when you yep. when you get a little tuckered out. And then um, he walked over to the sideline. Bo Bichette walked over to him. He had his like AirPod in uh-huh. and a microphone, and they were clearly trying to feed him questions because he kept looking around, turning around, and looking at the camera. And then looking back at Vlad and then looking and he never asked him a single question the entire time. It was just like Bo Bichette, Vlad, some of his like boys. Mm-hmm. And then he just took a swig of Gatorade and went back into the batter's <laughs> box and hit again. I don't know if they actually said a word to each other the entire time. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, look, I, that's the place where you can experiment with some of this stuff. And it's all supposed to be laid back and fun. Uh, it just didn't quite translate maybe the way it should have but are you gonna get into the all-star game tonight uh yeah i i mean i'll have it on yeah i'll i'll try and watch it but here's the thing about 
the All-Star game, about Major League Baseball's All-Star game. I think it is the best actual game out of any of the four major sports All-Star games. The NBA All-Star game is basically just open gym for those guys, and that's a fun vibe in itself, but it's not necessarily like the best players on planet Earth are going to go play a competitive basketball game It is kind of vibe. It is. Um, they play now to a point total. Yep. It's a it's a there's a finish line. There's not like they don't in the NBA that is. They don't run it down. There's it's not timed anymore. Like yep. I think they played a 175. So from about 140 to 175 it's pretty exciting. But yeah, for the most part it's just like uh uh it's just a scrimmage and I agree with you. Did you see, by the way, this is a side tangent about the NBA All-Star game. Uh, there was the Paul George was on his podcast, uh, the NBA player, and they were talking about Anthony Edwards, and they were saying like it was like uh, Ant and LeBron and a couple other guys were in the huddle, and the coach of the Denver Nuggets, Carl Malone, or uh, Malone, uh, was Mike, Mike Malone. Malone, Mike Malone yep. There we go. Uh, was drawing the play up, and uh, he basically said, Ant, you're going to lob it, and Ant basically was like, I- I'm going I'm to be... I, this is what they said. They said, I'm going to be 100 with you, coach. He's like, I, I'm, if I lob it, I'm going to throw it over the back of the basket. And <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to lob it. <laughs> uh, you don't want me in that spot, coach. Thanks. <laughs> please, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, anyway. That's why we love that guy. That's why we like Anthony Edwards. Uh, but uh, the point of Major League Baseball All-Star Game is there's no way to not play baseball without going full speed in a sense, because a pitcher can't just not throw hard and a hitter just can't not swing hard. You know, I mean, there's a playing for pride aspect of it, but there's just like basketball, you can kind of jog up and down the court. Everybody can kind of have a like, we'll play a like 50% defense. And of course, in the NFL all-star game and the NFL Pro Bowl, uh, you got the guys that like, you can't blitz, you can't do this or that. And it's flag football now. And so I, I think if you just want like the best players on planet earth playing a baseball game together, the major league baseball all-star game is the best for that. I have one very specific memory where I agree with you. That's all very true. Uh, but I was just reminded of this, uh, when Cal Ripken, played in his last all-star game mm-hmm. first one of the things that happened was and I, I i didn't remember this part of it but um cal ripken ended his career at third base mm-hmm. and um so he was the starting third base everyone knew it was his last year he was the starting third baseman in the all-star game um alex rodriguez was the shortstop and i don't maybe they weren't starting it doesn't matter and A-Rod switched with Cal Ripken and like, hey, man, it's your last game. You were known for playing shortstop. Get over there and play short. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But then I was reminded of the, um, uh, Cal Ripken got like the biggest, fattest cheeseburger of a pitch I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that game. does happen. In his time. last All-Star game, they just like – I think it, it was thrown hard. It was probably – it was probably 90. Uh-huh. But it was I I don't I think the plate would have been split in half. It was just and it was belt high and but he grooved him he, one. They grooved him one and every I think everyone was in on it like We're just, except for Cal but even he knew like just just be ready. Yeah. And he hit a home run and I remember that being like oh, this game is is uh 
I remember really liking it. Like it was a, a cool way to like honor this Hall of Famer who's in his last All Star game. He's going out when it's all said and done. Let's give him his last hurrah. We'll we'll groove him one if he gets it. Awesome. If he doesn't, he's at least gonna rip it somewhere. It'll be cool. Right. Well, and that was the thing with Derek Jeter. Remember in the All Star game at Target Field, Adam Wainwright, because he was being interviewed by Aaron Andrews in the dugout. Uh, said, yeah, I totally grooved him a fastball there. It's his last All-Star game. Yeah, of course. And then Jeter got an RBI single or something We're like that. We're all here to see Derek Jeter in his last All-Star game. I don't know. I think that part's kind of cool. So it's true. They it's the it's the closest to a real game that exists. But also they're like there's a little bit eh, of that. Let's see. Let's give the all, the the goat something to hit here. You know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, this has been the morning sports desk for Tuesday, July 11th.